Hi, welcome to my podcast. This is your girl, Kels Eze. Hope you're well and doing great and keeping it real. So today I'm just going to dive into our topic. The topic I'm looking at today is leadership, communication slash engagement. And the reason I've picked, I've picked this topic today is because I believe it's something that resonates with everyone. Every day we communicate, every day we're taking on a leadership role, whether you realize it or not. And again this is just my opinion and my experiences so do feel free to of course speak things that you hopefully that will be helpful for you and also share your experiences as well with me as you know this podcast is purely just for our well-being lifestyle make life sweeter better everything good everything nice everything beautiful so i'm just gonna start straight off with leadership first and i'm not gonna go in fact just to put it out there i'm not going into detailed discussion of leadership communication and engagement i am just looking at it from a point of view of as a leader having the people you're leading your followers if in a business or in a workplace you as a leader or a manager having your stakeholders if it's a ministry, you as a pastor, as a pastorate, as um, bishop, having your congregants and the people that report to you. And even you as a spouse, as a parent, having your children. So this is how I'm looking at it. I think one thing that would help um, in leadership, of course, when we hear leadership, we hear people say transformational leadership, all of that, um, transactional, all of that. That's great. But I am just saying what would help us. So I'm gonna try and be practical with this. But I'm gonna look at it, look at it from a mentor, mentee point of view. So I'm gonna look at it from workplace point of view. But like I said, you can apply it to any aspect of your life. So first of all, I'm of the opinion. So this is now us relaxing, so let's chat. So I'm of the opinion that leadership should be a thing that comes naturally to a person. But at the same time, you can learn things along the way that would help and equip you to be a better leader or a great leader. But it's also important that as a leader, that you're a visionary leader. And what do I mean by this? I mean simply that you're someone that if you found yourself in a leadership position, in a workplace, in whatever you're doing, you're not just there thinking you're navigating people rather you're there to see that there is growth you have a growth plan you have a clear pathway to um actualizing things and um actually bringing things to to life you're that person that kind of brings out the best out of people and you should be someone that sees potential in the person i don't believe that as a leader you will be someone who's going to be oppressive and wanting to have your way that's not leadership so as a leader you're you're seeing that potential you're seeing things that a person might not necessarily see about themselves and you're helping them to harness that skill and bring it out and be the best and then of course if it's in a workplace you utilize it to grow the business as well and then you know just be the better version of themselves and affect and impact people around them so first of all i think as a leader there are three key things in fact four that are very vital you should have a purpose you should have your values and beliefs and you should have an identity and then culture so i'll say that again 
you should have purpose values and belief identity and culture and what do i mean when i say purpose basically of course it's just your mission your vision statement your mission statement so basically what's the reason why you exist as a leader as a person why why are you doing this what's your goal what's your aim what's your objective basically that's the purpose of something so if you're going to be a leader you must be a leader that comes from a point of view of having that in mind why am i doing this why 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 am i the one in this position okay then the next one is your value and your belief because whatever you value whatever your beliefs are is gonna is what you're gonna take and is what you're gonna want to replicate around with people around you and what i mean by this is who you believe in what you believe in how you believe in what you believe all right so it's very important that you have some sort of belief or some sort of understanding of a cause and effect if that makes sense all right then the third one is your identity i thought i think this should be number one because if you don't know who you are how are you going to find discover yourself because in the place of this oh, i'm not going to go into all of that but it's, it's like a circle like a circle you have to have a purpose you discover yourself you go again because we're constantly evolving we're constantly identifying realizing ourselves, actualizing things in life well that's my take okay so the next the third one is our identity so your identity is basically what who am i what do i bring to the table how am i gonna help these people in this role how 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 are the things that i do how does it resonate with other people um as a pastor as a pastorate how my how do my congregants see what i do as a manager as a ceo how do the stakeholders the employees frontliners how do they view my leadership role the things that i do what do i bring to the table okay and then the third one it's to be out of you as a person but not necessarily but it is you know what i mean it's culture and what do i mean by culture culture is basically what you're known for if you want to say like your brand and what you're known for so what people know you for so that's why i said it's a bit like outside you it's not something that you can control but what i mean culture is like is like is aware of life a lifestyle a certain pattern you know the reason i say this is you can be you could think of yourself as for instance you have a culture that is very laid back you're more relaxed in the way you deal with things like whereas someone might interpret that as you're too lazy you're too can't be bothered and things like that but it's still good to have a culture to have an environment that we can say this is the way we do things this is how i do things okay so as a leader you need to have that and you when i'm also when it comes to culture you need to also harness a culture or put some kind of thing in place if there isn't any that's what a leader should do so now that i've touched on leadership i'm gonna go into as a leader you communicate of course you can't be a leader without communicating but the next step that i'm taking us now is from just not communicating but engaging so there is an engagement so you can communicate to people and not necessarily engage them but you can't engage someone without communicating with them i hope i'm i'm not i hope i'm right that's my point of view that's my point okay 
Yes, so I believe you can communicate, you can talk to people, you can say things. Of course, when I'm talking about communication, like telling phone calls, sending emails, writing letters, whatever mode or means that we communicate. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you've engaged people, okay? Someone sends you a letter, I see the letter, but I don't read it. I haven't engaged. Someone, you're scrolling through your phone, someone's making a comment or a podcast or a video like mine. Some of you might just play it one second and you're gone. I haven't engaged you necessarily. So engagement is that next level that we need to have, that you as a leader need from people, that you as a mentor need to have with your mentee that you as a pastor need to have with your congregants where you get because in engagement you're basically is like a gear the way i imagine it in fact this is what i did in my master's dissertation for my hr so i imagine it as a gear it's a gear liver when you engage <laughs> that's another word when it comes together to t- so there's a staring it causes that staring so they're not working against themselves rather they're working in collaboration that brings about emotion a movement okay so when you engage people you're coming to an agreement with them hopefully and that agreement births emotion I mean motion as a movement it births a movement it births a shifting okay so that's why it's very important that you engage with people. saying you can talk and talk and talk at people but if you don't engage them to be in sync with what you're saying or find out what it is that they're saying then you're just gonna be stagnant and be stuck where you are at so first of all how do you do that as a mentor now you need to understand the people that you're looking after okay you need to understand the people you're looking after and in understanding the people you need to also understand that the people are looking up to you for guidance for support and for development so leadership isn't easy so as a leader you need to look after the people you need to know that this position that you're in or on or sat in whichever office you're occupying people are looking up to you for guidance they're looking up to you for support they're looking up to you for development as a christian that i am i think of the story of moses when moses wasn't there the people were looking for him to say moses what's the next thing to do you brought us out of egypt we're here now we're suffering we're struggling what's the next step when no moses was absent they went and built the golden calf so an absence of a leader can cause a lot of commotion can cause a lot of problem that is why i said you have to be a visionary leader because when you're a visionary leader you're creating path you're leaving marks you're leaving you're leaving examples you're you're leaving patterns instructions guidance that people can operate with while you're absent or while you're away so the issue or the challenges that some of us face today or the reason why you're not engaging people well or the reason why you're you're in the mentorship role but you're not getting so much out of the person or giving what you need to give to the mentee so the mentee is not getting much out of you and the mentor isn't giving much is because you have failed to understand that you are like a source of help of a guidance like a compass and you need to leave things okay so that even when you're not there the work you have done will speak for you 
which is why people are writing books. To be honest, I think writing books is a way of actually leading people because you're communicating, you're engaging people, it stays in their mind, they read it and they understand it, they work on it, obviously. And so it's very important. The second part is that you must create time for the people and give them the opportunity to ask questions. All right. I know this poses a bit of a challenge in some organizations or in some sectors. In some workplaces like in UK, if you work in the UK, um, fortunately the employment law system works here that employees have a voice, they have ways of communicating and voicing their issues. And as a mentor, it's very important that you have your mentee give them the opportunity to ask questions. So as a leader, you must, and I mean you must create time and you must give people opportunity to ask you questions and when they ask you questions i need you to go the next step which is answer honestly and realistic as possible sometimes i don't when it comes to leadership apart from the political leadership where we know that politicians will always answer as politicians but when it comes to mentor ministerial inward one-to-one relationship where possible be very very honest at all times not even where possible be, be honest be transparent and give practical examples to the people that you're leading it would help the next point because i really don't want to keep this too long is to um create time to meet with people as well not just listen to them create time to meet with your people um listen to them don't be bombarded um and the reason i say this is of course, when you're leading, you might have your 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 first level managers or whoever. That, you know, there's there might be a form of hierarchy in place. So it, there's nothing wrong in having like a tea coffee meeting with the leaders. It's not only when you need people that you gather them for something. Sit down, have a chat with them as your mentee. Sit down, have a chat with your mentee. You know, take them to a Starbucks. Just go somewhere and relax and have a conversation. As a spa- as a husband, as a spouse leader, take your husband, take your whoever, take them away. Take your children, take them out. Let them see things in a different way. You know, and then you can talk and you can relate. Be- and then one, while you're while you're having that conversation or having that engagement time. It's not the time to brag about your achievements as a leader or about your awards and scholarships. I'm sure that person, as a matter of fact, may have even known all those things before saying, I want you to be my mentor. Or they might even know that thing before coming to submit themselves to be, you know, for you to be their pastor. They must have seen the things that are happening in your life. So it's not actually the time to blow your trumpet. Of course, depending on the conversation, of course, do not get me wrong, you can so you also you need to remember that you need to communicate the changes that are happening i think one problem people have in leadership is the fear of communicating changes especially when things aren't changing for the good people are afraid to communicate that so for instance you have a mentee you're mentoring a a young person and you can see that things aren't baby performance wise they're not doing great they're not doing fine that is your opportunity to have those conversations just like in business you don't check it out in ministry you face it head on you see someone's not doing something right you sit them down you have that conversation is that is your opportunity to develop to think of a new idea new ways of doing things that's also your opportunity to get this individual to perhaps tell you how they like to work how they like to operate 
Is there something that they can do better? And you know, one thing people forget is that that you're a leader doesn't mean you don't learn. As you're leading, you're learning. So one of the best ways to actually learn as a leader is to hear what other people have to say. Just because you're the one occupying that position today doesn't mean that someone better cannot actually, there's no, there's not, there's someone, there, there isn't someone who can actually do the job better. All right. So you need to always have that understanding that you don't know it all. So you always, always have to find out what people are thinking and what their views are. Okay. And one thing, another thing is where possible, communicate things directly to people. Don't be that leader who would communicate people's problems to somebody else and then they hear it from that another person rather than directly from you. If you have a problem with your mentee, it's only normal and natural that you say, okay, these are my concerns. In the workplace, it's only natural that you tell your manager, these are my concerns. In the ministry, it's only normal that you tell your leadership, these are my concerns. Those people shouldn't be hearing what you think of them from somebody else. That is a failed leadership. You're not a visionary leader when you do that. So you must be someone that has the boldness and the confidence or the ability to hold difficult conversations. I know that's another skill on its own and I'm going to touch on that one of these days. But yeah, so just imagine your people you're leading and all they're hearing is all the hearsay. Someone said this about me. Said, and especially when they come to you in confidence and they, then they hear the story. It's not good. So it's very important that you don't do that because, like I said, once such behaviors can cause a big dis- disengagement and can even lead to a broken relationship that never might get mended. So it's very, very important that as a leader, not only do you communicate, you communicate the right thing at the right time to the right person at the right environment with the right dose. Do you understand what I mean? You know, sometimes we communicate things and we actually say too much. So in fact, it's actually one thing I realized recently, like in recent days, like I just I had to call myself like Kels, like, you know, sometimes you might be correcting someone in love. But you also need to know where you have buttressed on the point and just let the sleeping dog lie. So you also need to know when, yes, I've made my point and that's it. You need to know what state of mind the person is as well to make that point. So it's very, very important. If not, you can just lose the person completely and then it's of no use. And then um, I think I've said that before. So before you tell them, yeah, another thing you need to do in order to engage people is if you find out something that the person's doing that isn't right, before you actually tell them you're not doing this right, you could, before I say that actually, disclaimer, depending on the individual behavior, character, or personality, some people don't mind being told it straight up, this is what you're doing wrong, fix it. Other people might be oh, they being pacifying, word of encouragement, affirmation here and there before you kind of dish this like the burger, you know, before you dish the main thing. But I think just to play on a safe place and coming from that leadership point of view or coming from that leadership forward thinking, it's very important that if you find something that someone is doing that isn't right, try and see if it's something that requires a bit of training can offer them to go on a training send them up for a training if it's something that is within your remit and within your capacity to do um if it's something that they need coaching see if you can coach them in that thing in that area 
before you actually start picking to say, oh, you're not doing good in this, you're not doing good in that. So where possible, deliver some form of training, take time out to coach them, to provide some form of support, and then see, just to make sure that they actually understand as well, so that you both can actually be in sync as well. Again, by doing that, you're engaging the person, the person is feeling um, supported, it's not um, that like teacher student kind of relationship. Again, it depends on the kind of relationship it is, but you need to be mindful of that. And it's also important the way we communicate in terms of your language, your choice, your tone. Don't you don't want to sound condescending to people? You know, sometimes you can be a leader among your equals. I think that's one thing people tend to meet sometimes. You might have been appointed a leader, but you all could be pretty equal but just that for this for the cause or for the sake of achievement or for the sake of order someone has to take the lead so it doesn't necessarily mean that you're the one with the biggest badge or you're the one with the most experienced the longest experienced person or the longest serving person or the most intelligent it's just that you you have been privileged or been opportuned to do this so it's also important that you find out how you're communicating even in mentorship you could be mentoring someone older than you are you're not going to be talking to them like they're your house help or some butler or whatever in your house or your cook or your chef you're going to come across respectful engaging sensitive and mindful and then in a case where you're also mentoring young people you don't want to again come across like you're speaking to your mates like especially if you're older you need to watch choice of vocabulary sometimes people in the place of leadership use big words that are so ambiguous that are so people are thinking you said one word people are trying to understand the meaning of the word and by the time they've thought about even the word or even try to you know i don't know if you've been in a situation where someone says something like that you're trying to repeat that word that you actually forget the next thing that they say after that so in engaging people we need to be careful the words the simpler the better listen this english is meant to be understood i know these days you see on tiktok they say instead of saying this say that instead of saying this say that you know there's like what's it synonyms or alternatives that you can use they're great they're they are beautiful as long as you communicate in a very concise and clear manner so where possible take away jargons words that are so ambiguous they're not necessary and be mindful who you're communicating with your tone is also important africans generally sometimes are known for to be quite loud or your latinos so you also need to be mindful when you're communicating with a, a caucasian who might say that you are being loud or something even your gesture i'm one of them i talk a lot with my hands even as i am here i'm talking with my hands moving up and down again you need to be mindful because some people get distracted by the hand the whole hand movement leg jittery and all of that but again it comes with practice and public speaking and at this point i'm actually going to just give this example that i think one of the ways that i've actually tried to eliminate that myself is i always stand in the mirror especially if i have a full mirror and just talk in talking and if you can just pretend to be using like maybe a remote as a microphone or if, where possible i try not to use my to use a microphone so you can see how much movement you're making with your hands you can also record yourself so these are things that is because you can't imagine like you're talking to someone you guys are sat down your hands are flicking from left right center forward north south it's very important that you contain it and your body language as well is contained and even your the way you smile everything just kind of comes together um the next thing i also want to talk about here is that 
as a leader you set plans for your for your people so you want to you want to have like say you want to have an action plan you want to be like okay where are we now where are we going what are we what is the outcome that we're wait that we're looking out for what do we want to see in the next few years what do you see that you want to deliver and i also want to say at this point whenever you do an action plan try to see it to the end try try to see it to the end don't be that leader that just says yes 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 to everything and actually never gets anything done or no 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 and never really gets anything done or no 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 and then does it i think there's that saying i don't know if it's, it's in the bible i don't know i think it's in the bible where it says a child or two brothers or something i remember how the story was said one said i won't get i won't do this and let it does it and the other one says uh i'll do it and never did it so who was right who was wrong so be that leader that where possible i know it's not easy we're humans but we have we should have some form of integrity this is where integrity comes into play let your yay be yay and let your nay be nay and even if you said yes for something and something changes along the lines communicate that again you're engaging people in your in what you're doing don't leave things dying minute or wait for people to come back to you to say oh you said you're gonna do this oh my god you know yeah we do forget things but you can diarize things use your mobile phone even like these days one of the things i do if someone tells me to do something i just say you know what can you send me a whatsapp message or can you send me a text especially whatsapp because that's the way i would remember to do that because i'm going to go through my phone and i'll see it okay so anything that works for you even if it's like in the workplace if they need to share their calendar with you then let them share their calendar with you and you share your calendar with them so that you can see the schedules and things that they're doing as well and the um one of the things i'm gonna say the last the last one the last but not the least is to consider other support that you can give so as a leader or as a mentor or whatever you're doing remember like i said you're leading people not only are you leading them to of course achieve a goal or to manage the ministry to go whatever whether it's a short-term leadership whether it's a lifetime leadership whatever the tenure the duration is going to be it's also good that you sit down and say to yourself what else can i offer these people so for instance you might not have the financial buoyancy to give but you could give recommendation for something you could put up someone for a job recommend a job you could also connect them or network them with what they need you know you could also sign post them for things so that's why as a leader you have to be knowledgeable that's the truth is when we say oh this person is amazing why does everyone gravitate towards this person why does in fact why is it that sometimes when they want to do something it's always this person that they're picking to lead the reason is because that person is knowledgeable <laughs> the person is like who would get us out of um, what do you call it who would take us of egypt is the person who knows the way who say follow who no road yeah <laughs> so now person where sabi road now then the person now them they go follow yeah people will gravitate People will gravitate to things that are of great interest to them. People will gravitate to good things. That's the, that's human nature. So if you really want to step into that leadership position as well, it's good that you go and educate yourself, equip yourself, be knowledgeable so that people can also gravitate towards you. 
And finally, I think this is the final, final, final one is that as a leader, as a mentor, as whatever you do, you must also participate in what others are doing. So don't be a spectator. Don't be an observer. Don't be, don't be too distant from the people you're leading. How are you going to engage with them? If you don't take time to get to know them by name, where possible, you don't even know where they live. Some people are leaders. They don't know where their congregants or people live. You don't know what's happening in their life some people don't even know how many children like of course depending on the size I'm, I'm not talking you can't know everything but but let them see that there is that willingness of this person interested in me and when you do meet them the kind of questions that you ask would also show that you care so let there be that element of care and compassion that comes from you as a leader to the people you're leading so I'll end this here again today we've looked at leadership communication and engagement I hope this helps you in every work of life that you find yourself. I hope this benefits you and benefits others. Let's keep keeping it real. Let's keep loving one another. Let's keep living a life that is full of impact and love and care. Let's keep sharing love. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Take care of yourself and have a good evening. Bye.